Okay, we've got a special reading today. So, in my in my Skyrim game that I have going right now, I've got a whole bunch of mods attached to it. One of the mods that I have is immersive citizens, uh, immersive AI citizen interactions. And with one of these interactions that I have on the story that I've been playing so far, I was given a book by uh, Preventus Avenici. And the book that I will be reading, and that's the book that I will be reading right now for this, because I was just, you know, it was just, it was random while I was playing the game, and when I was just kind of walking around uh, Dragon's Reach, he he, he approached me and, you know, told me that he appreciated my efforts and wanted to give this, wanted to give this gift to me, so, um, I was inspired by that to read this for today's, uh, for today's podcast, so, without further ado... Get this going. I don't want to have a, a fake intro into this reading that I. Other than the one that I the other well the, the first one that I gave was not fake and this is a part of that one so this will be a part of the record this will all be a part of the recording of the book just so that it's authentic and you get to hear me in that form without rehearsal and all that so. Enjoy, enjoy. Biography of Baron Zaya, Volume 3, by Stern Gamboge, Imperial Scribe. In the second volume of this series, it was told how Baron Zaya was kindly welcomed to the new, to the newly constructed imperial city by the emperor Tiber Septim and his family, who treated her like a long-lost daughter during her almost one-year stay. After several happy months there learning her duties as vassal queen under the empire, the imperial general Symmachus escorted her to Mournhold, where she took up her duties as queen of her people under his wise guidance. Gradually, they came to love one another and were married and crowned in a splendid ceremony at the, uh, wi Gradually, they came to love one another and were married and crowned in a splendid ceremony at which the emperor himself officiated. After several hundred years of marriage, a son, Helseth, was born to the royal couple amid celebration and joyous prayer. Although it was not publicly known at this time, it, it was shortly before this, bless, this blessed event that the Staff of Chaos had been stolen from its hiding place deep in the Mournhold Mines by a clever, enigmatic bard known only as the Nightingale. Eight years after Helseth's birth, Baron Zaya bore a daughter, Morgia, named after Symmachus's mother, and the royal couple's joy seemed complete. Alas, shortly after that, relations with the empire mysteriously deteriorated, leading to much civil unrest in Mournhold. After fruitless investigations and attempts at reconciliation, 
In despair, Berenziah took her young children and traveled to the imperial city herself to seek the ear of the then emperor Uriel Septim VII. Symmachus remained in Mournhold to deal with the grumbling peasants and annoyed nobility and do, and do what he could to stave off the impending insurrection. During her audience with the emperor, Berenziah, through her magical arts, came to realize to her horror and dismay that the so-called emperor was an impostor, none other than the bard Nightingale, who had stolen the Staff of Chaos. Exercising great self-control, she concealed this realization from him. That evening, news came that Symmachus had fallen in battle with the revolting peasants of Mournhold, and that the kingdom had been taken over by the rebels. Berenziah, at this point, did not know where to seek help, or from, or from whom. The gods, that fateful night, were evidently looking out for her as if in redress of her loss. King, uh, King, uh, King Edwir of High Rock, an old friend of Uriel Septim and Symmachus, came by on a social call. He comforted her, pledged his friendship, and furthermore, confirmed her suspicions that the emperor was indeed a fraud, and none other than Jaeger Tharn. Or, or, or Jaeger Tharn. Jaeger or Jaeger. Jaeger Thorn. No, it's got to be Jaeger Thorn. It just sounds better. The Imperial Battle Mage, and one of the Nightingale's many alter egos. I knew a Johnny Jaeger. Anyway, Thorn had supposedly. Thorn had supposedly retired into seclusion from public work and installed his assistant, Rhea Silmane, in his steed. Let me read that again. Thorn had, had supposedly retired into seclusion from public work and installed his assistant, Rhea Silmane, in his stead. The hapless assistant was later put to death under mysterious circumstances, supposedly a plot implicating supposedly a plot implicating her had been uncovered, and she had been summar, summar, summarily executed. Supposedly a plot implicating her had been uncovered, and she had been summer. It looks like summary, but it's summer summarily executed. Interesting. The hapless assistant was later put to death under mysterious circumstances. Supposedly a plot implicating her had been uncovered, and she had been summarily executed. However, her ghost had appeared to to Ed, to Edwire. E-A-D-W-Y-R-E. Edwire. Her ghost had appeared to Edwire in a dream and revealed to him that the true emperor had been kidnapped by Thorn and imprisoned in an alternate dimension. Thorn had then used the Staff of Chaos to kill her when she attempted to warn the Elder Council of his nefarious plot. Together, Edwire... 
and Baron Zaya plotted, plotted to gain the false emperor's confidence. Together, Edwir and Baron Zaya plotted to gain the false emperor's confidence. Meanwhile, another friend of Rhea's, known only as the champion, who apparently possessed great, albeit then untapped, potential, was incarcerated at the Imperial Dungeons. However... She had access to his dreams, and she told him to bide his time until she could devise a plan that would, that would affect his escape. Then he could begin on his mission to unmask the imposter. Baron Zaya continued to, ch to charm and eventually befriended the Ursatz Emperor. Baron Zaya continued to charm and eventually befriended the Ursatz Emperor by contriving to read his secret diary. She learned that he had broken the Staff of Chaos into eight pieces and hidden them in far-flung locations scattered across Tamriel, not to be confused with the seven dragon of the seven dragon balls scattered across whatever earth the dragon ball world people live on, but similarly constructed. In my opinion, anything that are made whole and scattered across a place is a uh, a sub-branch of the Dragon Ball series, which was what I was first introduced to on planet Earth as a magical series of lore connected to comics and shows as I progressed in life. Promise to God. Scout's honor. Without being a scout itself, right? Just honor. Telling the truth because that's how my... That's how I was raised into the world. My imagination, the spirit bomb, playing on the trampoline as things I had never heard about or seen about. My older brother, who knew about these things beforehand, and just the imagination left to contemplate as we jumped around and blew each other up and all sorts of things. Real, these were real events going down, I'm telling you. She managed to obtain a copy of the key to Rhea's friend's cell and bribed a guard to leave it there, as if by accident. Their champion, whose name was unknown even to Baron Zaya and Edwir, made his escape through a shift gate Rhea had opened in an obscure corner of the Imperial Dungeons, using her already failing powers. <laughs> the champion was free at last, and almost immediately went to work. It took Baron Zaya several more months to learn the hiding places of all eight staff pieces through the snatches of overheard conversation and rare glances at Tharn's diary. Once she had the vital information, however, which she communicated to Rhea forthwith, who in turn passed it on to the champion, she and Edwir lost no time. They fled to Wayrest, his ancestral kingdom in the province of Hyrock, where they managed to fend off the sporadic efforts of Tharn's henchmen to haul them back to the Imperial City, or at the very least, obtain revenge. Tharn, whatever else might be said of him, was no one's fool, was no one's fool save perhaps Baron Zaya's, and he concentrated most of his efforts towards tracking down and destroying the champion. <laughs> As all now know... The courageous, indefatigable, indefatigable, the courageous, indefatigable, and forever nameless champion 
was successful in reuniting the eight sundered pieces of the Staff of Chaos. With it, he had destroyed Thorn and rescued the true Emperor, Uriel Septim VII, following what has come to be known as the Restoration, a grand state memorial service was held for Symmachus at the Imperial City, befitting the man who had served the Septim dynasty for so long and so well. Baron Zaya and good King Edwir had come to care deeply for one another during their trials and adventures and were married in the same year shortly after their flight from the Imperial City. Her two children from the previous marriage, the Symmachus, remained with her and a regent was appointed to rule Mournhold in her absence. <clears throat> Up to the present time, Queen Berenziah has been in Wayrest with Prince Helseth and uh, Princess Morgia. She plans to return to Mournhold after Edwir's death, since he was already elderly when they wed. She knows that... She knows that that event, alas, could not be far off as elves reckon time. Until then, she shares in the government of the Kingdom of Wayrest with her husband and seems glad and content with her finally quiet and happily unremarkable life.